following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Thursday, 11.34. We're late, and it's my fault. But you know what? You guys still get paid Let's the same for go. less work, so you're welcome. 11.34 p.m. <laughs> or a.m. Live from the Star in Frisco. You will shortly be looking out at Tostitos Championship Plaza here at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. There it is. 62 degrees. Feels like 61 degrees. It's going to be 66 a high. And tonight it will be a chilly 41 degrees. Fellas, 17 games. 17 games. More football. How are y'all doing today? Nate, you're smiling. Kurt, you're smiling. Jesse's texting the trailer park. What's happening, fellas? (laughs) Well, he just got out of the shower. He he worked strong on the trailer park today. He just got out of the shower. (laughs) You know, hey, listen, Nate. You know, man, when you dealing with them hogs, man, you can't. You you got to, you got to be ready, baby. You got to be ready. Hey, 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 be careful. Prime called me a hog, so don't do that. You ain't working with this hog, dog. What you doing? Oh man! So we we got more football now. We got seventeen games, three preseason games. If you ask me, there's no way they're going to stop until you get eighteen games because now you have one more either home or away game, and they alternate each year, and that's just not good for the bottom line, is it? So we're going to have to even that out to where we got to have an extra home game for sure every year, right? At some point, that's where we're heading. I love it. You love it? I love it, baby. Is, I love it. Is there? Is there because you're not playing? No, I, I, no, I would love it if I was playing. I love it. The preseason <laughs> games, I mean, uh, it's wear and tear on the body, but is you know, there's more money for the players. Uh, and if but you're a veteran guy, it really? Let's 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 let's. It, it may not this. be a great let's, amount more, but it's a little bit more. Let's. It's a little bit more. This. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad stop, that you stop, said Jess, that. Stop, Jess. Stop, Jess. You're not going to take away my glory, bro. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad no, that you said no, that. No, Jess. No, I'm not. I'm just going. Go ahead on, Jess. I want to hear what the great one has to say. Because when you start talking about there's more money for the players, right? right? right. We all know that this league is is top-heavy, right? All that you're... The bulk of teams' salaries go to a small percentage of the football teams. Mm-hmm. So when you talk talking about more money, yeah, your quarterbacks will get more money. Your 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 top Star tackles players. will get more money. But when you start talking about the trickle down effect, is the quarterback will get more money, the defensive tackle will get more money. I mean, the, the defensive end will more money, the offensive tackle will get more money, the owners will get more money. But what about the bottom part of that roster who takes the same beating, go to the same training camp, play the same amount of game? Guys like Jesse Holly, we don't really get a huge increase. Always bring in it back money, to Jesse Holly. Always st- about Jesse. <laughs> if I don't think about the little people, who will? Me, because I'm a little person. I can never be a little person, but I was in your category. <laughs> but, but, so, but, Nate, you, you were in the category, and then you elevated out of the category. Out the category. But I would say this, young Jesse. I would say this, young Jesse. This is a plus. This is a positive. Uh, and and for, guy, for coaches, which is most coaches, who like veteran guys that give you a little bit of leeway on a young guy, you know, getting into the season quick and taking away a preseason game. But I tell you like this here, my friend. In the long run, maybe not these first few years, but in the long run, I think this will benefit the players. You know, and I know it'll benefit the fans. It'll give you one more game to gravel and cry over your team. If we just had one more game, maybe we would have got in it. Well, win this one more game, <laughs> so you can get in the playoffs. <laughs> this, this, this deal is 100% about the owners. In it's the short the owners, term, yes. in yes, the long is. term, in all of the terms. Because just Amen. that one game, just think about this. Like, for example, the Dallas Cowboys in their 17th game of the season will play the New England Patriots. That That's going to be a sold-out game, regardless. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, that, that's going to be a sold-out game, whether it's in uh, Foxborough or whether it's in uh, uh, Arlington. That's going to be a sold-out game. So that means uh, more increased revenue at the concession stands, more parking. parking, more merchandise, more, uh, more food, more, more, more all of that. Like this deal, and, and this is the part where I... I Jesse, <laughs> quick, Jesse, stop, stop. <laughs> quick counting other folks' money, bruh. I'm not counting other folks' money. Yes, you are. For no, 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 no. Man that you are, for the people that you've helped in this world, the things that you've done. You, stop counting Mr. No, Jones' money. I get Charlotte, Stephen, and no, Jerry Jones because, Jr., Miss Jones. That day money. That's yeah. get our money. But my thing is, that's I'm get our give, money, Jesse. I'm going to get paid that's another week that we have to work. So I'm going to get an extra $10 for those right. weeks that we have to work. So I'm, I'm cool with that. But... I just get a little bit upset when you look at our CBA and the leaders of our CBA, Demora Smith. That's who you should be mad at. And I was—that's what—that's where I was going next was because this is nothing about this deal is really player friendly. Nothing about like it's it's all owner friendly. And this is the thing when when I talk about the 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 players having the worst CBA leadership, the players union leadership. We are worse than basketball. We're worse than baseball. We're worse than the NHL. Because here it is. We give the owners a 17th game. And uh, uh, we're, and the thing is that we locked in for 10 years, Nate. We're locked in for 10 I, years. So ain't no Jesse, going back to the negotiating table. I, 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 we, we, I we, we can't do this thing about like, oh, like, how was it that we didn't think about TV money was coming up? 17th game was coming up. Well, they should have hired Dak's agent as I negotiated. <laughs> That's, That's all I yeah. can say. <laughs> what do you th- I saw an, uh, one theory that said because of the extra game, the longer season, you know, the, the league is trended towards younger guys, you know, young, fresh legs, that sort of thing. And they, this one person was saying, well, this might be an opportunity for maybe these veterans who know what's going on. Add a little bit more depth. This might be an opportunity where you may see a shift where teams add. Now, I don't know if I believe that, but what do you think? Is this an opportunity for maybe some of those guys to stick around in the league longer who already know, you know, add no, more depth? Add no your, career, your career becomes shorter. It, it, you know, for a guy that's hungry and a guy that's young, it's the advantage. But you still have to find that coach uh, that's going to believe in you. Uh, it's still a veterans league uh, at this point, but uh, I'm, I'm telling you right here, man. One more game being played is not gonna hurt these players one way or another because we just got a, a union guy saying, "Hey, look at this. We had no preseason games. Had the best year, best league year of our, our life, mm-hmm. which wasn't true. Everybody's posturing." Jesse, one thing you said that was so true: the owners won like you would not believe when it comes to revenue for this extra game. Now they're gonna have to guess at a preseason game how much revenue they got getting depending on who they playing and what time of the preseason is. They know this 17th game gonna be a sellout. So they won. And, they, but you and, know and even, the and even in the preseason, even in the preseason, because now you have, you know, uh, uh, normally you see the attendance kind of grow as we get yes. to that third preseason right. game. Well, now you eliminate one of those dead preseason games, and now mm-hmm. the action is more is, is more packed because right, I, right. I, I don't have that extra game and that extra week of preparation right. to get my guys going for the season. So, yeah, you might see the first game, it might be that all kind of rookie game, but game two of the preseason, I got to get my veterans ready to go. So right. that's game, and then in yes. preseason game number three, I still might have to get my veterans some playing time and then maybe in the second half get my younger guys, bubble players, some playing time. So the attraction to those preseason games is a win again for the owners because the attendance is going to be greater because the games will have more of the recognizable faces that we know and we love, getting them ready for the the regular season, which will be right around the corner now that you only have three preseason games. Do you think they should have added a... uh should they have added a second bye week? I do. Now that's one thing they should have added. Yeah. They should have added a second bye week. You yes, think they'll? they'll oh, Kirk, think they'll man, probably you, do that? You just feeding Jesse softball after softball. You love your old boy. Don't you? you throw them them lobos and he taking them straight out the fence, man. Wow. <laughs> they'll they work. See that if they'll, they go, if they, yeah. Once they go. 
quick. Her Once they go to an 18th game, which I, I, I don't think they can get, get to 18 because of the collective bargaining agreement. It'll be a while before we see 18th. But and that is the only chance they have. That's the only chance they have to come back to the players. And the players are praying. Okay, if we can just get them to believe in this 18th game that Shannon want them to have, then we can, we can crack into this thing. But other than that, Jesse, you are 100% right. <laughs> wow. Wow. And, okay. And, and let, me, let, let, me be a, let me be on the record of saying now, here's how the owners will get to the 18th game season. Oh, my God. We got to wow. go through this. Can we go to a break, Shannon, before he <laughs> No, <laughs> No, we cannot. No, because we no, started we late. Cannot. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and here's how the owners, because the owners, they keep these things tucked underneath, and we just don't play the cards right, but the owners will say, hey, guys. Got a little something for you. How about we take one of those years of those franchise tags off if you give us an 18-game season nah, and we the, come the, back the regular, to the table? The regular shouldn't go for that. No, nah, the regular, no, nah, you should tell the union, okay. no, nah, that don't benefit us. Okay. Now, now, now the, the, the guys like me and you should step like, hey, man, no. They're no. going to say, you know what they're going to say? They're going to no. say, wow. We nah, need to man. negotiate the table quicker. There's nah. more money for you guys nah. to have now that we got an 18-game season. Maybe they Watch. say we'll give you a half percent more, a percent Watch. more off the, off the bread. No, they no. Gonna, they going to try nah. to say, oh, we're going to take one of those years Stop. franchise tags off <laughs> so we can only be franchised one Stop time. Him. Stop him, Shannon. Okay, we're going to go no, to our first no, break yes. early because Nate said so. When we come back, Thank we'll you. have more hanging with Thank the boys you. right Thank back you, Shannon, after you this me. commercial break. <laughs> Save, Love you, Shannon. We're saving Love Nate. You. <laughs> Bye. See you in a minute. <laughs> Just like all of you, we at Seeky can't wait until we're back in the stands at full strength cheering on the Cowboys and singing along to our favorite songs again. We're using this time to make discovering, buying, and selling tickets to events in Dallas easier. Plus, every ticket purchased on SeatGeek is protected by our buyer guarantee, which means you'll get your money back or better if your event is canceled. Guaranteed. Download the SeatGeek app today, and when the time is right, let's go. Seeky. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough as nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. 1996, a great year and a glorious decade. Dolly the Sheep was cloaked. Dial-up was awesome. Influencers didn't exist. Pants were baggy. And the Dallas Cowboys won it all yet again. Sadly, we can't go back to the 90s, but we can still watch the Cowboys try to win it all once more. Whether you're traveling to the games or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Petty Jean Meats has been providing high-quality meat for families for more than 90 years. Using only the best cuts of meat and quality ingredients, Petty Jean Meats still smokes their meats the old-fashioned way over real hickory chips for 18 hours. Fill your pantry with Petty Jean Meats ham, sausage, bacon, and more. Or send your loved ones a gift box full of their favorite items from PJMeats.com. That's PJMeats.com. Petty Jean Meats. Taste the difference. Back to hanging with the boys. Tommy John's, if you're watching the game in old basketball shorts or baggy sweats, that's for amateurs. If you want to relax like a pro, upgrade to the comfort of Tommy John loungewear. It looks awesome, feels even better. It's got pockets for snacks and the machine washable for any unpredictable nacho cheese spills. Shop loungewear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys. Okay, Nate, are we good? We good with Jesse? We, I'm good, man. Thank you. We had to stop up. Jesse, bro. All right. All right. Yeah, he was gone. Jesse, you good? Yeah, I never want to hear the truth. Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I just never want to hear the truth, man. Salute to my coach, Coach Williams. Yeah. How you feel about that? Talking about safety for the, cow, for the Cowboys? No, we're not talking about the safety for the Cowboys. He oh. never coached me, and I never played for him. The other oh, guys. I, oh, I thought, I thought everybody I'm talking. About, I'm talking about the legendary Roy Williams, the head basketball coach at Kansas and at the University of North Carolina. After 33 years, my guy is calling it quits. Um, he is going to golf. He's going to just spend his time golfing the rest of his days. Uh, 
what an opportunity, what a great opportunity. I got a chance to play for Coach Williams, and it was interesting because Coach didn't recruit me out of high school. He was at Kansas when I was coming out of high school, and Coach Matt Darty co- uh, recruited me. And then when Darty got fired and Roy came on, we had a phone call, and he said, "Listen, son, I didn't recruit you. You weren't on my radar." He said, "But." If you're good enough for Coach Darty and that staff to want you here, I'm going to honor what they told you and I'm going to honor what they do, but you'll earn everything you get. And I said, that's all I asked for. And he gave me an opportunity, and um, I was a part of the team that won his first national championship in 2005. Um, I hosted Late Night with Roy in 2017, where he then won another national championship. And I think, you know, good old ball coach, man, he's just, he's up there in age. He's had some health issues in the past. And, uh, you know, he went out on top. His last regular season home game, he beat the brakes off Duke. And so anytime you do that, you can go out, uh, you can go out on top. So salute to Coach Williams. Um, enjoy golfing. Enjoy time with, with uh, Miss Wanda. And uh, I know once you're a Carolina Tar Heel, you're always a Carolina Tar Heel. So I know he'll still have an office in the building just like Coach Dean Smith did before he passed, and he'll still be around the program. And so uh, thank you, Coach Williams, and enjoy retirement. So were you recruited for basketball and then went out for football or vice versa? Both. Okay. I was recruited for both, and we decided on taking a football scholarship because there was more there than it was in basketball and allowed them to bring another player in. So how much did they pay you to play basketball? Jesse, you're a given soul, Jesse. I love that. Always. <laughs> Jesse, you got the you got the scholarship for the football. How much cash did you get for the basketball? What segment are we on now? <laughs> second. Hey, a good hey, a player ain't never giving that up, second, man. Second, second. Yeah, he ain't playing, Jesse. There you go. Move on, second, man. Yeah, I want to go to. Hey, how, how big? <laughs> what, talk, about, what about the Cowboys? Talk about talk about that rivalry. Real the quick. draft is a month away. Talk, about, oh, okay, talk about the Duke rivalry. How how crazy is it? The the week or the day that you guys play Duke. The week is crazy. The day is crazy. The rivalry is it's like. It, it, it doesn't end when the season is over. Like, there is still a divide between the people in Durham, North Carolina, and the people in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And there are so many places that, you know, uh, like the mall sits in between both Durham and North Carolina. So the big mall that everyone goes to sits in between Durham. So you, you, you're you likely to see someone from from uh, from Duke or someone from Carolina. Eight miles. It's eight miles. Straight wow. down 50, Highway 15501. So, wow. like, the, the, the movie theater, the bowling alley, the restaurants, all that stuff sits right in the middle of all of that. So, there's no telling when you might, you might go to the Applebee's or to the Chili's or to, or, or to the steakhouse or whatever, and the likelihood of you seeing someone from the school in Durham is, is very, very high. You stay on your respective campuses to party unless you're heading out to Raleigh somewhere. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's so close, but it's so far apart. It's two separate different worlds, but the rivalry is real. It's fun. It's intense. Um, and it can get a bit a, a little nasty every now and again. Yeah. Nate, who was the Florida A&M's big rivalry? Bethune. Bethune Cookman College, and neither one of us is doing nothing now, so <laughs> we don't get to feel that. <laughs> we felt it when I played a little bit, but it's been non-existent. Bethune been beating the brakes off us, so it don't matter. Oh. It's not a rivalry anymore. Oh, man. Yeah, so I'm sorry to hear that. Well, what about your college, uh, Shannon? How, well, you went to seven, so... Out of the seven, which one you no, like? No, I went to school for twelve years, but I only went to one college. So, we our big rivalry. Our big, twelve years. Yeah, our big rivalry was uh, it was Louisiana Tech. So ULM used to be Northeast Louisiana okay. University, and they they used they were okay. really good. They they would make it to the the two A championship game pretty fairly regularly back in the back in the eighties right. and early nineties, and then okay. La Tech jumped from from two A to uh, Division One, and then they were too good for us, so they they wound up canceling their games because Louisiana Tech and ULM are thirty minutes apart, and then we really haven't had a rival really since then, like a, a arch nemesis. So that was it. That's it. Cool story. Kurt. Oh, I went to. 
Kansas for a little while, so it was K-State. Missouri was a big basketball rival back then. Um, then I, I graduated from a little NAI school, and I couldn't even tell you who their rival was. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. So me and you about the same, Kurt. <laughs> Let's talk free agency. Y'all want to talk free agency? We'll see if we can get Jesse going on this and then go to our third break, our second break. You want to do that? Yeah, tell us how we lost that too, Jesse. Yeah, well. Well. Go ahead, Jesse. Actually. <laughs> actually. I'm just joking, Jesse. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So I'll ask you guys this. This is a great question by Kurt because this surprised me too when Xavier Woods went to the Vikings for one year for $2.25 million. And when you talk about defensive backs, that's not a lot of money. That's 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 bottom kind of bottom of the barrel for a, a starting safety. Why would they let him go when you're already shallow at that at that position? Does that is it all tied to the comments that he made during the year about the hustling thing, or is it just why did he go for such a cheap amount? Waiting on you, Jesse. Jesse. Oh, oh. Jesse. Well, well, great. Jesse. Thank you for letting me go first. <laughs> Jesse. Yeah, I hear this, Jesse. Let's just say this. Speak loud and clear. The comments that Xavier Woods made did not help him. That that wasn't something that when you looked at his overall uh, uh, catalog, it stuck out in a negative way. Since 2018, his progression has declined. And also... We talked about the residue of old coaching staffs and old players of that coaching staff still lingering around and being around and being able to usher them out to bring in some new blood. If you're going to bring Dan Quinn in, then you're going to have to allow him to bring players that he wants to be a part of his system. So for Xavier Woods, especially when you look at the way he performed last year, there was a lot of buster coverage, a ton of, of, of missed tackles. And I think that this team, the way that they're looking, bringing in, uh, uh, um, uh, bringing in Keanu Neal, who's going to play more, you know, that linebacker position, and then now maybe move with some guys like Donovan Wilson, who they liked a lot last year, Keezy, who they're, you know, they're going to bring in, and then they'll probably bring someone else in, in the draft. Uh, you got some other guys like C.J. Uh, Goodson, Sorry, Goodwin. So there, there's a lot of guys that will be in the play of that mix. I think for Xavier Woods, there was nothing there that they saw that was worth keeping him. And I know the price was right, but if you're going to change cultures of how things are going in the locker room, how things are going in the football field, then you got to allow Dan Quinn to bring some guys in that he wants that relates to his system and fit into his system. And the one thing that Dan Quinn wants, he wants guys who are going to be able to cover. Again, go back and look at what he did when he had the Legion of Boom and what he tried to build in Atlanta as well. He's going to want guys that can cover. He's going to want guys who can tackle. And those are the things that uh, Xavier Woods didn't do, did not do in the last two years of being being on the Cowboys back in defensive end. So if he's not covering well and he the willingness to tackle and to make tackles, if that's not something he did well and that is something that Dan Quinn prides his defensive backs on doing, then you don't fit in the mold of what he wants to do. And that's why I think he he was let he was you know not signed back and went to uh went to Minnesota to play under Zim. Now he might have a resurgence under Zim. I don't know because sometimes Sometimes having a negative thing happen to you brings about positivity. Being cut, having a fresh start somewhere else, being able to hear a new voice and a new system may help him. But if he's unwilling to tackle, then he's going to run into the same problem that he had in Dallas in Minnesota. Because I would like to believe Coach Zim, old school type of coach, old school mindset, has some new school, new school ways about him, but the toughness and the ability to cover and tackle, those are just non-negotiables when you talk about playing for coaches like Dan Quinn and Zimmer and in the National Football League. When, you, when we got him out of college, the one thing that he did in college well was he brought down the hammer. Mm-hmm. And, and as Jesse said repeatedly, every year that got less and less and less. Now, your, your, your strong suit wasn't coverage at all. The one thing you had was the hammer, and you lost it. So uh, then your comments, that did not go along with what they drafted you for. So, yeah, you, you have to leave. 
And if you don't do what Zim asks you to do, you won't hang around here for eight, nine games. You won't hang around Zim. You will be on the waiver wire with your $2 million, which is a lot, but you'll be gone. Yes. So that, that, I agree. That, it's, it's not a big surprise at all, I don't think. No? Not surprised, Kurt? Are you surprised, Kurt, no, by that's, that's, the fact that you now only have Jordan and Anthony Brown left at your cornerbacks? So you've addressed the needs at, you know, you've signed some safeties, you've signed some defensive linemen. Linebacker, you're probably still a little thin. Cornerback, you're really thin. Does you, do you think that tips your, their hand at what they're going to do in the draft, or they, do you look for them to still add some pieces before we get to the draft? It's going to be a lot of – oh, I'm sorry, Kurt. I well, no, it is interesting in that, you know, in the past they kind of filled some depth holes like this to so they could kind of pick the best filled player some what? available. But they haven't really done that yet with some – <laughs> gutter mind, mind I've never heard that word. I didn't know what that word was. <laughs> depth holes. I don't think I'm not familiar holes, with that term. Some holes in their depth on the roster. Okay. As far as, you know, so they didn't have to, they tried not to pigeonhole themselves where they have to get a certain player in the draft, but they haven't really addressed cornerback here. And so, you know, I don't know if that tightens the window and then that they have to go get one of the cornerbacks at that 10th pick or they freeze them up. I'm not sure, but it, it's – I don't even know if they can do anything else in free agency. I mean, they've got 9 to $10 million left, and a lot of that's got to go to, to uh, the rookie class. So they'd have to make some more contractual moves to, to really bring anybody else in here, I guess. So. I'll I, I tell you like this, fellas. Uh, you know, we've done it before, and, that's, and it's time to do it now. Every guy that has a chance to help this team improve as a cornerback – or as a cover safety, you have to you have to go at them if they fit the slot. If the slot is ten and they're good enough to be that tenth pick, okay, get them. You know, don't don't look back. It ain't, it ain't no tomorrow. You have a slight window right now. You've signed your quarterback. You made you praying that you have a healthy offensive line. Now go get these corners. Let, let's see what the other guys up front can do. Let's rely on coach. Quinn to develop these young guys up front and to get them going in the right direction. Man, get every corner, every safety that's out there moving around as, <laughs> as, as, a, as a rookie. I'm serious. If, if, if they can cover with some type of skill set and they're solid tacklers, let's get these guys. Let's do not mess around. Let's do not go into training camp saying, well, do we have enough corners? Or do we have enough safety? Sometimes you have to sell out. And if these guys are good enough now, if they're good enough, you know, by Coach Quinn eyes and by uh, the, the pro personnel player direct eyes, if they're good enough, get them. Don't be like, okay, well, we got a, 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 a lineman that we think that's equal to. No, the grade wins on defense. If the grades are equal, they win on defense. Now, if the grades is better, you got to draft what you draft. But if the grades are equal, you got to go and just – for lack of a better word, you just got to slaughter the safety and cornerback positions at, at your draft pick. Nate, take I, everything you can get, man. I, I want to, I want to give you props. Your your beard looks better than it ever has. That close up shot that Chris just had on you, that one shot, that thing is trim. Yeah, it's neat. It's usually all raggedy. Yeah, thank and, you, man. Did did you get that <laughs> shaped well, up? Well, How did that looks good, well, man? Well, Shannon, I mean, well, bro, it's a you know. I want to get it once a year. Y'all got it this once a year because I know by next week it'll be ugly, so it don't matter. <laughs> but anyway, I'm back on these safeties and corners. So, so, but let me say this. With the Cowboys, again, I, I look at Dan Quinn's history mm -hmm. and what he is as a defensive coordinator. Yes, sir. And he wants to play a lot of cover three, like that is that is going to Come be to his explain base. that to the fans, Jess. Cover three. That is so. Cover three is is basically <clears throat> the field is now cut into three thirds. So you got a third down the middle, third right side, left side, third, and your quarterbacks usually play that in. You have from the spot that you stand all the way back to this third of the field. Safety, which used to be a la Earl Thomas, you have. The third from where you stand back down the middle of the field, and your, your other corner, same thing from where you stand back. So a lot of times, it's 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 gonna play like 
It's going to look like man, but it's going to be really cover three. Mm-hmm. And these guys, when you watch Richard Sherman, he would always kind of start up like he was in press coverage and then bail, but his eyes were always looking back into the quarterback so that mm-hmm. he was able to jump different routes and so on and so forth. So you look at a guy like Diggs, who I think you know got some good reps last year, got some experience. You bring Jordan Lewis back; he's going to be primarily your your your, your dominant slot corner. And then on the other side, you want to maybe draft another corner uh, and have Anthony Brown rotate all around slot, left corner, right corner. Now, here's the biggest thing that I'm fearful of in this draft. And the more I look at it, and I'm not some draft guru and I'm not some draft expert, but when you start looking about best available player, if for some odd, crazy reason, that freak of nature hits from Gainesville, Florida. <laughs> yep, I knew where you were going. Is sitting there at number no 10. way, no chance, no way. I know everyone says you know, Trevor Lawrence. Like, there, there is <laughs> not. Let me go get there another shot because we infected again. Now, there's not. Here we go again. Here we go again. So you go give up when you four, look at 49, you got to score 50 every game. Six foot five. With the longest arm span reach in the last twenty years, in twenty years yeah. of any player in the draft, in the last twenty years, there, there aren't a set of arms that are longer at six foot five. Not even Tall Jones. Not even twenty years. Uh, how long ago? Yeah. Twenty years. Two Tall Jones came out. He longer twenty years ago. <laughs> twenty years. Oh my God. Runs a four four. <laughs> Baby, call the pharmacy. We got to take a shot from our team here. They're infecting again. But no, I, and 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 I heard I heard I heard Mike Lombardi say this about a guy like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts makes you change what you do on defense. If you can go up and line up in twelve personnel, right? For those that don't know what twelve personnel is, one tight end, two backs, two receivers. If you can line up in twelve personnel. And now the defense has to make a decision. Are you going to put a linebacker on Kyle Pitts? Are you going to put a safety on Kyle Pitts? I, I'm, that, 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 that changes whatever you think you want to do. Because now if you decide that you're going to bring in a smaller player, okay, then we're going to run the ball. We're in 12 personnel. So if you bring in you know, a nickel or dime corner to guard, the, 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 to, to, to guard or defend Kyle Pitts. He's good enough to block a defensive back. Maybe he may struggle with a linebacker every now and again. But I like my chances in that personnel. And then when you want to go uh, you know, 11 personnel and now you got C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Pitts, and uh, Amari Cooper out there. Whew, that, that, that's a nightmare to deal with. That's only if Kyle Pitts is sitting there. Other than that, then you go with you know you go with J.C. Horn, and, and I like J.C. Horn. I do. I like J.C. Horn, and I like Patrick Sertan. And the reason to it, I like pedigree. I like guys who have pedigree, and both of those guys have pedigree of dads who played in the National Football League, and it's in the it's in their blood, it's in their DNA, where they can go out there and just ball out because they've been around their whole life. But I'm just saying, they if if for some crazy reason Kyle Pitts is still sitting there at 10 I, I think you got to skip corner and go get Kyle what, Pitts what day is the draft the 29th on a Thursday 29th. April so we 29th. got how many days now 27 28 this is about when when we start getting off of okay maybe we got a good enough defense maybe yeah. we got enough players <laughs> By two weeks from now, Jesse gonna have like eight offensive names. Kirk gonna have like six, and I'm gonna be sitting there saying, "Well, there's two tackles, you know, you gotta." Yeah, yeah. See, see, yeah, (laughs) yeah. So Nate, yeah. So Nate, but I I do agree with this here. If if the grade is better on that offensive player, we gotta you gotta go get what's there, and you gotta pray that your offensive coordinator, along with your quarterback, say, "Okay, now." Tempo of game is truly what we have to do, and, and that's the only thing that scares me. 
if, if, if this offensive coordinator, along with the head coach, because that's who would be here, we're going to say, hey, fellas, we need to rest this defense. Uh, we need to try to stretch this out. Because I think our offense has the ability to do that. But now, does our offensive coordinator and head coach want to do that? Because they know how to do it, but do they want to do that? Say, hey, you know, we need a five or six, a 10 or 12 play drive. You know, we just can't go down here and score quick because they're going to throw our defense back out there that's struck. So, Nate. And tell me what our defense can do. So, Nate, you just said. I realize that Pitts is. Go ahead, Kurt. Well, I just I realize Pitts is like this generational player, but I mean, like the old saying goes, there's only so many balls to go around. I mean, you're adding to it already, pretty, you know. Kansas City don't have that problem, man. Green Bay don't have that problem. Kansas City don't have that problem. You don't have that problem, man. When you balling and you and your quarterback is doing 70, 80 plays and he's accurate with the ball, ain't, ain't no problem. Yeah. It's when you have a bad quarterback. Uh, that's when you have problems. There ain't enough balls. When you got a bad quarterback, that's when that happens. We better not have a bad well, quarterback because we paid him one hundred and sixty oh, million dollars. No, sure. So let that man deal. <laughs> let him deal, son. <laughs> that's for sure. What would scare me is that you know if we didn't take a guy like Pitts at tenth, well, the Giants pick at eleventh and the Eagles pick at twelve. <laughs> Oh, you know the you know him. you know the we'll Giants and Eagles are taking yeah. 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 So, so Nate, did did I hear you right? So, so that's what I'm saying. Did, did I hear Nate we, right though? Do you, do you want him on your squad? Or do yeah? Huh? Or do you want to face him twice a year? <laughs> Nate, you, you want Jalen Smith to chase this dude around? You want Leighton Vander? Keanu Neal can't chase this dude around like that. Well, but if if Jalen's uh, chasing around, he gonna swipe him up, swipe up his Pro Bowl votes to him. He gonna buy Pro Bowl votes, swipe him right on up to him. So Nate, did I hear? Did I hear you right? You you bashed Jesse for saying he would go with Pitts, and you tore him up, and then no, he came this, back around China, to you, and you I, said I if, the grade, if the grade if the grade's said, good, then and you I would take continue him. Continue to say. I said, and I will continue to say, as Mike Irvin like, you know, act like he's practicing, you know, pronouncing words as he talks, you know. But what I said was simply that if the offensive player has the better grade, and there's a tie, but the, you're looking at them physically, you think it's a tie. You go to your scouts and say, who has the better grade, and who y'all think fits our team the best. Don't let I'll the number two player overall in yeah. the draft. But that's what I'm Trevor saying. Roberts. But that's what I'm saying. But he will not fall that far. I'm sorry, he will not. No. Sorry, no. Kurt. If he ain't, if he's there, Kurt at ten, would you take him or would you trade back? Because you're good. Somebody will trade up Please and get him trade at ten. Back. Yeah, I would definitely look, think of off. I would consider offers for sure but they'd have to be good offers you know because again I don't want to trade back far I don't want to trade back too much you know uh, or, or not get much but it, you'd have to consider trading otherwise I mean like you guys said he's a generational guy supposedly you gotta probably take him Nate why, why? Blake Jarwin and Bl Blake Jarwin and 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 uh, what's Dal the other Dal kid's name Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz uh, man they'll be on a they'll be on a two pack plane up out of here if Kyle could just sit there at 10. I don't oh. do not sit up there and trade back, man. Why not? Why no. are you against I will take them. You know, I will draft Kyle Pitts and trade them two jokers, man, man. to Somalia. They be, they be, they be going so quick. Oh, man. Don't do that. Friends don't, of the don't, show. Don't do that. Please don't trade down. Like don't, don't. Why are you against trading don't down? Don't trade man? down, man. Because... Get the best player at that position, man. That that, that trading back. Oh, we, well, he's the same guy. No, he's not the same guy. If he's the same guy, he'll be getting tra drafted right here at that position. I get. To, oh, there's the same guy. We good with either one of them. And then all of a sudden, we look back two years from now, like, well, remember they had a chance at the Pitts kid, and they traded back two things out, and this is what we got. Pitts running around in his third Pro Bowl, and we running around trying to say, can we develop this guy? Come on. <laughs> what about you, Jesse? Oh, you, against, you against trading back, or would you trade back in the right scenario? If Pitts – no, I'm not trading back. I'm not trading back. Thank either you, I'm, man. Either, either, either I'm getting the cornerback that I won at 10, or I'm taking Kyle Pitts. That, those are my only two options. What I, 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 I'm telling you, man. It ain't failed us yet. Let's trade down two or three guys and get this guy right here. I think the only guy we traded back up to get with one of our offensive linemen and turned out great. 
But normally nah, we, we trade it back and get all we these. Traded, we we traded up to get get your boy out of LSU, Mo Claiborne. That didn't work out too well for us. Yeah. What uh, Chris just had a great question. What if someone offered you their one for next year? For who? For the tenth pick. Yeah, what? If dropping, what if you're dropping back to just like thirteen or fourteen, yeah. or fifteen? Like Say the you, Patriots yeah. at fifteen, who you won't see him much. You can get another first round pick, or you can get a, a blow to pick, you know, a second rounder or whatever this year. Next year, you can still get your, still get your uh, your cornerback you need, plus some and more so, picks. That's not worth so, it. So now we're going nine and seven, waiting on next year again. Can't go nine and seven no more, baby. Can't go nine and seven no more, baby. Hey, no more eight, 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 we done yeah, turned out to be the greatest. Uh, <laughs> wow, well, we the greatest at that. Oh, but better we'll luck next nine, year. We'll go nine and eight with Pitts and a high-powered offense and lose fifty to forty-five every game. Mm, you know what, Kurt? You just no. We're, we're going to break. We, I'm we, so, so Kurt, depressed. Kurt, I love you, Kurt. But I'm telling you, our, our, our offensive coordinator ain't gonna let that happen again this year. He gonna control uh, tempo. Uh, yes, he uh, is. All right. You know what, Kurt? Since you just stopped the showdown. You, you take it over the next segment. Sorry. Kurt's Corner coming up next on Hanging with the Boys. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, Book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Back to hanging with the boys. Welcome back to the show, and the Star District is the perfect place for the whole family to enjoy. Support local Frisco businesses by visiting us to dine, shop, and explore the Dallas Cowboys-themed campus. For information on all the Star has to offer, visit thestardistrict.com. And this now is time for the show, after Jesse murders my ears with his handling of his phone. It's the time of the show where we turn it over. To our good buddy Kurt, and he becomes the host for the last 14 uh, minutes of the show, eh, 13 minutes of the show. Amen Kurt's corner. corner. Amen, Amen corner. Kurt, corner. welcome to the show, Amen Kurt corner. Daniels. Well, first, first of all, let me let me throw out shameless plug. plug. There you go. Draft guide. Hell yeah, great job. The draft guide is done. Yeah, it should be uh, available at shop.dallascowboy.com today or tomorrow. So check that out. It's got some great stuff for our upcoming draft. Can we go to the local store and get it? Uh, yeah, it will be available in several outlets, uh, some of the Kroger's, Walmart's, and stuff around the region. So, yeah, pick one up. Cool. Pick one it's up. awesome. Um, Check okay. it out. A lot of work goes into <laughs> they that. They always want to do stuff old school. No, nobody goes into the store to buy magazines anymore. You order them online, and Amazon ships them right to the house in 48 hours. Nate, you, we got we to gotta get you out of this old school mindset, brother. We got to get you into yes, the 21st you century, man. Donations, man. That's all I ask. Did you get your joke yes. donations? Okay. Yes, thank you. Thank okay. you. I, I did that in a modern way, okay? Yeah. When it's time to be modern, I can be modern. But if I can bring it to you physically, I prefer that, okay? And where's my truck driving job anyway? You promised me that last week. Where's let's listen? Let's talk. Okay. Let's talk, baby. I'm in bet. I want to invest. I can make more than ten dollars a show. Yeah. I got. 50, let's go. I got fifty bucks to invest. Let me know where to how to do it. 
right. That won't even get a take a guess. That won't even get a take a guess. That'll that'll be that'll be the snack budget. Yeah. Uh, All right. Got a couple of questions here for you. Uh, The first one, um, we were talking about the the safeties earlier, and and Dan Quinn bringing in his own guys, and um, we all feel pretty good about Ken O'Neill, and and even though he may be playing some linebacker. Well, how do you feel about the other guy that brought it? Is it is it uh, Kazee, the the free safety? K-A-Z-E-E. Yeah. He was out last year with an Achilles injury, um, which as a free safety, a guy who's got a cover, that seems like a kind of a scary scary thing to come back from. Are you feeling good about this guy, or is this a position in the free safety we still need to to, uh, do some hunting on, need to find somebody? If I'm not mistaken, out of those two, he was injured the earliest, correct? He was injured like... October, like early November in the season last year. I think he's supposed to be back in time, but it's just a matter of, you know, has he, is he going to lose a step? That kind of thing. Um, I think for the way that they want to play it and how he plays that single high safety, they play so far back. It's not like he's going to be, you know, up at the line having to cover a lot. Um, again, in, the, in, that, in that cover three zone scheme, they're passing it off through that zone, and so you'll have you'll have guys that have to get through linebackers. So I'm, I think getting him an opportunity to get some preseason reps in, getting some offseason in, and really seeing how he progresses um, with with whatever they bring in as far as rookies, I think he'll be fine. Uh, again, I'm not looking for Earl Thomas that type of performance. I'm just looking for something better than what we had the last couple of years. I agree. I agree until because we got to get him in here with our training staff, which he's probably already here, and get him working and see how our training staff view him and get him, get him and helping him get ramped up to that game type speed because you, you know you want him to play a little bit because you don't want all of a sudden here's the day of the first game and he got to fly out there 100 miles an hour. Right. Right. All right, this is kind of changing gears a little bit. We talked earlier about Xavier Woods being gone. With him gone, Awuzie's gone. The only guys you've got left now from that 2017 draft is Jordan Lewis, who was a third-round pick, kind of a you know slot corner, kind of depth guy. You don't expect him to start on the ends on the outside. And then you've got Noah Brown, a seventh-rounder, who's your fifth, sixth wide receiver. He's not even probably guaranteed to make the team. So you kind of have to say that class of 2017 was kind of a failed draft in, in some ways. One, do you think it was? And two, how does that hurt a team when you just have a, a bad down year like that of a draft? How does this affect them for years to come? You just have to uh, bite the bullet here and, uh, and, and draft better. I mean, that it's not exact science on drafting, so you, you took your opportunity here, but okay, these guys are not up to par for what you need, but you just have to bite that bullet and continue to move on and, and, and go out and draft uh, better guys if those guys are in position to be drafted at the time that you draft. I, it's, it's hard to say who work and who don't work. We just always look at the winning teams. It seems like they always hit real well. But we found out New England Patriots ain't the great draft as we thought they were either when Tom Brady left. So you just <laughs> I mean, oh, who's running the ship, my man. <laughs> it, it hurts your team because you keep having to restart. Yes. You keep having to, you know, rebuild and you keep having to reteach and you keep having to re everything. And the part about drafting, it's 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 like it's like children, right? You you bring them in, and then you want to raise them up to be a certain thing, and then you you want them to go off and do something great. And that's the thing about drafting is you want to bring them in, you want to develop them, you want to, you want them to grow in your system, and then to flourish and to be something great. Now, everyone's not going to be a Pro Bowler, a Hall of Fame, or a Ring of Honor player. But if I can get the guy that I drafted in the third round, and he's still around for a second contract. That's a good. Um, uh, that's a good prospect that grew into what we wanted him to grow into. If I can get my first rounder to be a Pro Bowl player for years to come, and now what that does, that gives my team the ability to have depth at certain positions. If if 
For example, if the Cowboys are going to go in and be defensive heavy this uh, this this draft, and it's going to be corners and linebackers and so on and so forth, right? I, I need guys like Bradley and I, who I drafted a year or so ago, and Tristan Hill. I need those guys to step up. I need these defensive guys that we're going to draft this year in a year or two or three, those guys being stepping up because I'm then going to draft some guys behind them. And so now when I have this system of players that have been here, the culture is set, the, the, the knowledge is set, and now I can keep building this great foundation of players instead of having to go and get new guys to start all over again. Those guys didn't pan out. That guy didn't pan out. And so that's a lot of time, energy, and effort wasted in guys who don't pan out. And that's the nature of the business. But you want to be able to hit on guys more than you miss. And when you get guys like in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round to be a hit and to stick around your program to second contracts to be around four and five to six years, that's when you start developing that system where guys are playing well, you have a good foundation, your roster from top to bottom isn't being flipped so much. We know that we know rosters get flipped almost 50% every single year. If you can lower that, you know, your roster only flipped 40%. Or 35%. That means you have some damn good players on your roster, and that gives you the ability to win more football games because you keep more of the veteran guys around in your uh, in your football organization. So what if it, now looking at the 2018 <clears throat> class, if you've got guys, so you've got Leighton Vander Esch who's had injury problems, you've got Connor Williams who's, who's been good, he's been solid. You wouldn't say he's a Pro Bowler by any means or anything, but. You know, he was your second-round pick. You don't know if he's going to be back. Michael Gallup, here's a guy you want back, but you probably can't afford. You know, you've got Dorrance Armstrong, who's a good rotational guy. but had I mean, if you're grading drafts like that, is if a guy like a Gallup goes on to get his second contract in another place, does that mean it's a bad draft, or is it just the way, you know, I guess? Well, no. With Gallup, that, that just was a great pick. And, and you just seem to be like Jesse has explained. You heavy at that position with a lot of experienced people, and, it's, and the money is being spent. Okay, but when you're talking about our linebacker, Leighton, you don't know. This is a first-round pick, my friend, and uh, you just don't know. And and that, and that's a scary thing to uh, have. They offered him his fifth year. Not yet, May. I think the deadline's in May. Yeah, so uh, if you're high on this person, you wouldn't even have to wait. If you believe that he was all that, you wouldn't even wait. You'd be like, hey, but, man, this kid, fifth year, is already taken up. And, and, and that's, why you, that's why you have to have your draft picks kind of pan out because it saves you money of having to go out and buy and pay for other players elsewhere. And if you didn't have to do that, then there would be money for a guy like Michael Gallup. You say, you know, we can pay him because we've had yes. a roster of guys who are in their fourth, third, fourth, fifth year still come on their rookie deals. So that we, and you know I'm saying, but when you don't have that, you got to keep bringing more guys in. That means you have to keep giving more contracts, especially when you're getting in free agents every single year. If you're getting them in by the boatloads and you're having to always resign next player, resign these other players, resign the players outside of your organization, instead of having them pan out in your organization, then the money is being spent on the outside instead of really being spent on the inside. And a guy like Michael Gallup, he sometimes gets the shoulder of the stick because you're saying, yeah, I would love to keep him here. But because these other things didn't pan out for us, we had to go elsewhere and pay money elsewhere for other things. Now he's a casualty of that because we don't have the funds or be able to match the fund that someone else will have to pay him and he'll go somewhere else and, and, and make the money that he feels like he desires. Right. So uh, Todd Archer with ESPN had, a, had an interesting stat that in the last 20 years, the Cowboys have only signed four of their second round picks to big second contracts. It was Andre Girard, Sean Lee, Demarcus Lawrence, and Jalen Smith. Um, Randy Gregory is also a second rounder, but he hasn't reached that point yet because of his struggles. But how does that hurt the team that they haven't been able to land these, consistently land these second round picks that can contribute to the team long term? I mean, it, 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 and why is that? Why are they not, are they seem to be routinely missing on this? Well, one common thread, and maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I am, but you can't get drafting injured players at your number. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you don't have to say another word. You don't have to say another word. You can say that right there, put an exclamation point on it, a period, whatever you want to put on the end of that. 
Gorilla Glue, stop right there. <laughs> okay, well, that was a good conversation. <laughs> Easy enough. So, is that, but the, you think that's, is that a Jerry Jones gambling man kind of person, you know, philosophy, or, or is that, you know, it don't help you. It don't help your team. It does not help your team. And what Jess has repeatedly said right here, it doesn't allow you to build depth because uh, the unwritten rule in the NFL is if you draft a defensive player in the first three rounds, and they definitely not in, the, in their second year, and they definitely ain't giving you 85% uh, of the snaps, you're in a bad way. When you got a defensive player that's been drafted in the first, second, or third round defensively. And he's not, and by his second year, giving you 85% of those snaps, of being a hell of a rotation guy with a super, super motor that's knowing where he's going, yeah, that's a wasted draft, man. Because that guy don't get better after his third year. It starts to decline, and now you got guys going out the door, a woozy and these other guys. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, last thing I kind of got here is is that they announced yesterday, the NFL said that uh, April 19th when the kind of off-season workouts get going, uh, it will be virtual. They'll be doing virtual meetings, but as the summer goes along, they expect everybody to be back on the field. We know how much that hurt the Cowboys last year with the new coaching staff. That's got to be, I mean, they got to be one of the biggest benefactors of this, of this getting, just getting back on the field in the off-season, right? You know, they can virtual all they want. I'll be written back backyard. Hey, fellas, we meeting over here in private. We ain't virtual or nothing. We'll just roll in and out through Uber or whatever it is in this backyard. Uh, they, they, they don't, they, you know, the way Coach McCarthy said these dudes were, and that's why they're getting rid of a lot of these dudes, not smart enough. Come on, man. Not long enough. Not athletic enough to play more than one position. Come on, man. Nah, I, I, forget virtual. I want the reality. Come bring you where I can touch you and see you. Now, here is where you need your leaders to step up. Dak, you need to be on the phone saying, Hope, Olan, receivers, backs, my house, three days a week. We're going to watch film. We're gonna, I got the yard in the backyard. We good. It's longed up. Uh, Keanu Neal, Tank, Jalen, y'all need to have y'all position groups at a field, at somebody's house, at someone's field, some private facilities, you know, you you can you can call all around. You can call Exos. You can call Michael Johnson. You can call D1. You can call all these places and say, listen, we want to use the indoor. You know, we want to shut it down at this time, maybe eight o'clock in the morning, ten o'clock in the morning. Nobody's in there. No cameras. No nothing. We just want to go in here and get working. Like this is the time when you want your leaders. This is when your time to be leaders. Tank, Keanu. Jalen, Layton, Sean Lee, if he's still around, Dak, Zeke, all those guys. This is the moment in time when you have to grab your group and say, now that we have a chance, even though we're going to start virtually, we can, there's no restriction on us getting together like there was a year ago. Now your leadership has to step up and really put forth the effort to get these guys in here to learn. Because a guy like Keanu Neal, a guy like Keezy, who understands Dan's Quinn system, you, you should be having those guys like, yo, let me tell you what it's going to look like. Let me show you what it's going to look like. Here's what I know what coach is going to want. This is what I, wizard coach means when he says this. Here are some of the checks. Let's go through some of these things. And now, you know, Keezy and Keanu Neal, you guys kind of take the take the lead on really helping them understand because Keanu is going to play linebacker, so he knows the linebacker position. He also plays safety, so he can help back there. Uh, Keezy can help back there. So these guys have to take a really, 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 really big part in this offseason of getting things organized and getting that work in. All right, Kurt. Right. Thank you. It ain't no that. tomorrow, fellas. Yeah, there is. Because Easter's on Sunday. Tomorrow's Good Friday. There is no, tomorrow. No, ain't no, ain't no tomorrow for the Cowboys, oh, okay. man. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Ain't no tomorrow for the Cowboys. <laughs> it's, it's, plenty for, it's plenty for you, uh, Shannon. <laughs> Go. You, know, you didn't answer any of my questions. You, you got anything to say about anything? Yeah, I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready, to get this, I'm ready to get this yeah. three-day weekend started. Here is the Draft Magazine. Make sure you Very go good. get it, Kurt. Thanks for letting me take the last segment off. Wait a minute. Can I do it at 7-Eleven, Kurt? Uh, some of them, yeah, I think so. Okay. Look right. at that guy Thanks. right there. Is that, that guy right there. Just if I drive that out guy right there. If he okay. falls to number 10, we're going to have a hell of a show after the draft. So... 
Fellas, thank you, Nate. Looking who is, good. Who is that, man? Kyle Pitts right there in the middle. Who is that? Right there in the middle. Oh, that geez. Guy. There it is, there man. There it is. Jesse, flex <laughs> on him. Kurt. Didn't I tell you, Kurt, by, the, by a month out, we're going to start slipping offensive players in there? Let's, right. Hey, you know what? Yeah. Let's talk about the draft we'll next week. Back. We had not really talked about the draft much. Let's get in a little draft talk next week. Fellas, enjoy Good Friday. Enjoy All Easter. All I have is defensive players. We will be back <laughs> next Thursday, same time, same place. Thanks for tuning in. See you later. Hang it with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!